sometimes it's like like to be full-time creative some the biggest obstacle you face is the is being full-time inspired and welcome to that was beautiful every time okay do you want to slate uh slate do we have to do it? It's like a two-second difference. Sorry? Do we have to slay every time? No, not No. You just like it? I'd rather it just so it's easier syncing it. So it's all about you. Usually. Make your life easier. Fuck us, right? Yep. Okay. All right. Fuck yeah. I'll finish my coffee already. Okay. Where's my water? Okay. What did you do this week, Justin? I saw you two days ago. I added sound to a video and watched tv you added sound to a video mm-hmm. oh you mean the sound, oh, the sound design yes sir sounds pretty good what was that it's just the headphones are around there oh true true arvin's trying to figure out a comfortable position you got yeah so don't fuck up here you good yeah i'm good all right but yeah that's what i did what about you what did you do what did i do i played basketball yesterday and injured myself a little bit how good are you at basketball? Oh, dude, you don't even want to know. I have Batman. I can just see oh, it. I can. If I was like, if I just, <laughs> if I just stuck to it a bit longer, I'd be in the NBA. Sure. Yeah, if you got your 10,000 hours in. Yeah, yeah. When you were a child. When I was a child. Because that's the only if way. If I got a basketball when I was a toddler, then maybe. Yeah, yeah you try and get, you maybe get your 10,000 hours in now. I've thought about it. I want to dunk. I want to learn how to dunk. I feel like at this age, if I can learn how to dunk, I will literally be like, I can do anything physical. Like, I can, like, physically accomplish anything. I can be LeBron. I can be LeBron. Dude, if I could learn how to dunk from, like, I have no hops. I have maybe, like, uh, I don't know, like a 10-inch vertical. If I could get, like, a, I need a 36-inch vertical, oh. probably, to, or, like, 28. Work to, those you know. legs out, pal. Get yeah. those quads moving. Dude, you can learn. Apparently, it's, like, you doable. Can, I thought I thought it was, like, if you're not tall enough or whatever, well, you can. Well, how tall are you? Like, 5'8"? 5'6"? I'm, exa- <laughs> <laughs> I'm exactly 6. <laughs> okay. Oh. I'm, like, exactly. You don't look it, man. I know. Everyone says that. Fuck you guys. <laughs> Same though. You're what, six one? More like like six six or something. <laughs> no, actually though. Six one. You're six one. I'm six and like three quarters, so I say six uh, one. Which I think is you, fair. Yeah, you look six one. Thanks, man. Yeah. Thanks, man. Yeah. You're gonna make me blush. <laughs> you, you look exactly how tall you are. <laughs> yeah. Oh my god. What a compliment. Um, uh. Yeah, no, played that's what I, what I do work wise, I'm trying to think. Oh, we got that new project coming up which i don't want to say too much about until it's complete like i mean, I mean sorry it's uh finalized but we might be doing something cool like a very uh 2020 related uh video what's happening to mean? get like a video that's gonna it's gonna be a end of the year right right recap yeah video all the things that have yeah happened. but it, but it's gonna be for our brand actually that we're working with and it's gonna be it's gonna be pretty cool because it's gonna be it's not just like showing everything that happened but trying to use it to give a message for 2021 you know to the people and you have a good vision for it too so it's yeah ex- exciting a bit right yeah, exactly i'm kind of it's like very new right now because we just had a phone call like what when i see you because that yeah Tuesday. two days ago yeah two days ago so it's like now it's like kind of fresh so it's not confirmed the details and the budgeting is being worked out but once that's a go you've got that excitement in you yeah because i got we're thinking ideas and yeah. what the ways we're going to do mm-hmm. it and music wise and shots wise so i'm pretty excited cool should be cool should be cool yeah i agree and then, yeah, and then just music video planning right now. We're trying to film, my birthday's in a couple of weeks, so I'm thinking, like, on that weekend, we film a music video. 
that'd be kind of cool. That'd be fun. You want to film on your birthday? Yeah, because you know, you know, you get you ever get birthday blues? Yeah. Right. So like, uh, how can you have birthday blues if you're on set? You know. And as long as you're with people, it's good. Yeah, but then also if you're like filming, like if I'm doing what I love, like it's like, how could that be a bad birthday? You know? Yeah, 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 yeah. I want to do something big this year. Like I had an idea when like last birthday happened, but then with COVID and stuff and like what I wanted to do, I don't think I'll be able to. What What did you want to do? I might do next year, so I don't want to say it yet. Oh. You know, that'd be like a big event. Wow. I want to make something out How of it. How are you going to do that to us, though? I know. Sorry, guys. Stay tuned. Mm. Watch this podcast for a year, and then maybe I'll. How about know. give me a hint, and I'll guess. It's not. It's not that crazy. That's the. That's the I'm just go to a bar. Yeah, basically, <laughs> yeah, just go okay. to a bar. Yeah, go. I'm gonna go to a bar and drink. Yeah. That's. Yeah, yeah. Thirtieth. But um. That's crazy, man. I mean, I'm going to. I was. You know what I was gonna do this year? What yeah, were you fuck gonna you. do? I was gonna go to Banff because I'm going to Banff next week. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But it, I was gonna, I was gonna try to line it up with my birthday. So I was in Banff for like, doing shrooms on my birthday. Whoa. That would have been sick. But then we're actually going a week before, so I might just do that thing where like make it a, make it a birthday month. <laughs> you know, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Celebrate the week before. Yeah, yeah, celebrate yeah. the week of. Celebrate the week after. Might do it. Just I don't know. every day you have, you have that thing that those girls. The sash. Like, I got a sash. No, girls wear that little like button. Oh, the thing. ribbon or whatever. Yeah. yeah, it's like vote for, but it says you're like just birthday. Wearing it all day, every birthday day month for September. Yeah, Virgo season, you know. But mm, uh, no brat, 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 brat. But I don't um, know anything about what? Virgo season. What's that? It's just like it's Virgo month. That's the birthday. Taurus season. Yeah, everyone does it. Virgo season just sounds kind of cool. Taurus I feel like I've heard weird. that though. Like I've never heard Taurus season. I've heard Virgo season. That's yeah, I feel like. Like, is it the way Virgos are that makes it a season? <laughs> I think it just sounds, rolls better than, like, Taurus season, Virgo season. Taurus time. Taurus. <laughs> Taurus. Taurus. Because I'm a Taurus. That's why I'm saying that. Leo. No, I'm trying to think about another cool way to say something. Leo, lie down. I don't know, man. Aries all the time. <laughs> Sagittarius. S- Siesta. Season. Siesta uh, season yeah, works, too. Yeah. <laughs> Sagittarius season. Siesta would kind of suck because you'd be asleep, right? <laughs> Sagittarius nap time. Yeah, exactly. That uh, would be funny if that's like what they're known for is being like relaxed and stuff. <laughs> yeah, it's a Sagittarius nap. It's a siesta. Yeah, yeah. That's what we do. Is that what siesta means? I think so. Fiesta's like a party. Siesta's like the Siesta's itis you take a nap after? Yeah. That's what we do. I'm pretty sure. Siesta. Yeah. Yeah. Siesta, an afternoon rest or nap, especially one taken during the hottest hours of the day. That can be Sagittarius. That's December. So that cannot be a siesta because that's like it's the hottest. Uh, yeah, but you. The hottest hours of the day like, in a hot climate. Everything's like out. Like everything's kind of gloomy and stuff. You can't be outside. Take a siesta. Sagittarius siesta. <laughs> we, did you just create something? I think so. Make sure you give us credits in the. <laughs> yeah. Comments? I don't know. Cancer chai time. No, Cancer. Yeah, I think this is. <laughs> I think we're done. <laughs> that's that's uh, the most we can squeeze ran, out of that topic. It's ran its course. Um, what was I gonna talk about? Yeah, the music video coming up. So yeah, um, we might do that on my birthday. I'm thinking in a couple weeks. Um, yeah, I'm excited for it though, cause like I haven't done anything creative in a while. I feel like um, it's been a lot of like uh, with this year being as it's been. I feel like I've taken a big break from doing, like, just a passion project. So I'm pretty excited. That's be good. Fun. But I think that's kind of what we wanted to discuss, too, right? Like, um, it's like, uh, I'm trying to, I keep, I got to stop looking at that thing, because now I'm trying to transition it, like, in a smooth way. Were you talking about 
passion projects. Passion projects and being get inspired. To be creative and being inspired, inspired to do yeah. passion projects. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the thing, right? Like uh, with music videos, it's like you get kind of lucky. Like especially if you like the song. Like I'm working on music that of an artist that I'm managing, so it's like I like his, all his music. So it's it's if a song is good, then half the battle of inspiration just is is right there. It's like the song is inspiring. You know, like if you have. Uh, to write a script or to make an ad, you still need to be inspired to what we can do creatively a little bit. Mm-hmm. A song, I feel like it's 50% of the inspiration already. For sure. It's already making you think of things and feel things and like, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because th- sometimes it's like, like to be full-time creative, some, the biggest obstacle you face is, the, is being full-time inspired. Like all the time, you yeah, know, because sometimes it's just like writer's block and you're like, oh man, what the fuck It goes up and down, right? Like yeah. you have those two months where you're, can't stop thinking of things that you want to create and then yeah. you get the next two months where you can't even get one thing yeah. out that you could possibly like, sometimes if like and i'll use like we're saying music videos but i'll use a script for example like i'll write like the first half of script like this because i'm just like ideas 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 and then i'll just get stuck on a page and that page might last like a month and a half mm-hmm. because i'm just like i don't know what the hell and it's, mm-hmm. and and you can't i don't know and uh, maybe i'm wrong maybe like you have to kind of treat it like, fuck it. Even if I can't think of it, I got to write. That's what people say. Every day, write. Even if it's shit, just write every day. But I go through like it'll, at least a couple of weeks where I'm just like, I don't even want to look at the page because I can't think. I'm just not inspired. Yeah. I'm just not enjoying the idea anymore. Too. Like at the moment, at least. Like I know the idea is dope, but like right now, just not feeling it, you know? Mm-hmm. And that's why like, I mean, you even hear in like Hollywood and stuff, right? Like sometimes it takes like, uh, it takes like seven years to write a script. Yeah. You know? Because like you can start and you can have ideas, but you work on other stuff in between because this idea is just not taking it's here it's almost takes its backseat right yeah 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 but then music videos or like ads the one good thing is i guess is like you're working on a timeline yeah so it's like for me at least i like having my back against the wall because it's like i have to do this next week or have to submit this to a client by next month so it's like i have to force myself to be creative when it's Mm -hmm. a passion project you're just like there's no deadline for this yeah you're accountable for yourself it happens when it happens. Yeah. And you also get like a little attached to the idea. So you're like, this needs to be perfect yeah. almost. You're so precious you, of it. Yeah. And you don't want to write down stuff that you're going to be like, I don't like that. Although you can, you maybe you should be writing down that stuff and then go back to it like a month, two months later. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But that's the thing. And right? then you, re- you revise it. If it's passion project, you sometimes give yourself that leeway like, oh, two months down the road. I can look at it, you know, mm-hmm. but like, like, a, like I said, a client thing. If it's a, if it's a gig uh, for someone to create an ad, you can't do that. No, it's like got we met today. We've finalized the budget. We have to like three weeks or a month or a month and a half to some like have the final product done. Yeah, exactly. So it's like let's work, work, work now. You know. Yeah. So it's interesting, but um. I have a question for that. Oh yeah, my left. We probably won't oh. hear you. Okay. Just I'll, I'll repeat, repeat it. Though. Yeah. Okay, so when you're talking about passion projects like that, I find that I do the same as you do. Like if I don't, I'm not into it. I don't write. I don't touch it because I just don't feel it. Just trash that comes out. But. I find that sometimes when you do that, you just don't do it at all. It just kind of flies. So. Well, yeah, that's yeah. Exa- so he's basically saying that like, if you get pressures with the passion project, and like then you don't feel it, you ca- you give your well the thing is we you give yourself room to be like ah oh, you know what I'm not feeling it and it's a passion project if I'm not feeling it then maybe I'll write it next week or the week after because this week I'm just not in that zone and that's like a crutch or like a that's also like a what's that word. The double-edged sword, the fact that you don't have a deadline fucks you up because then you're so like, I could, I'll only write this if I'm like in the zone and then you might never finish it because you're just like, you finish the first half and it's happened to me. I'll finish the first half of a script and then I'll be like, oh, you know what? It's not just like feeling good anymore. So I'm just going to take a break 
and then you never revisit it or you do like a year later and you're like oh fuck i never finished this but that's the thing like if the difference between being like a nine to five or, or even like when you're creating gigs for a client is like you're accountable because of by someone else someone else is like you have to submit this by this time one thing as a creative you got to get better at which i'm trying to still improve is like get um be accountable for yourself you know like it's like waking up it's like i, I don't like i was I, me and my buddy were talking about this because i'm trying to wake up every day at like 9 a.m right now which honestly i think is kind of early but i know there's people out there that are like that to them is so late like there's a 7 a.m club there's like a 6 a.m club people who wake up at that time or that time or that time right um and it's like waking up for me if i don't have like a scheduled phone call meeting or a face-to-face meeting or something to do at nine or shoot time at 8 a.m call time then i will i have no incl- like i have no reason not to kind of sleep until 10 10 30 especially if i'm feeling tired because i'm like it's my own time right then you got to be accountable and you got to get into that mindset which is and it's like any habit that takes time to form you got to just force yourself and be like and feel you have to have that feeling of like uh anger or regret or like that oh my god i didn't wake up at this time today i didn't finish this script by this week like i told myself you know so it's like this kind of like a personal like you have to be your own manager almost you have to be your own ceo which is like takes time to form because it's so easy to just like lie to yourself or tell yourself like nah i'll do it next week or whatever so that's one thing I'm, I've, been, I've been learning the most with being like an entrepreneur being like a creative that's like not doesn't have anyone on top like uh, above me to kind of like pull strings it's just me i gotta pull my own strings you know so it's like a it's like a, it's like i don't know it's it's a it's interesting it's definitely a, a different kind of uh what's the word a different kind of obstacle because like the obstacle when you have a job or you're nine to five is like fuck i gotta get there by now 8 a.m or 9 a.m and you're like you kind of hate it but when you don't have that you kind of hate that you don't have that because mm-hmm. it's like this you know so i read a book it's kind of along the lines of, along the lines of that along the lines of that you'll get it one day yeah <laughs> The War of Art. I think you oh, read yeah, that yeah, too, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he's talking Resistance. about... Yeah, exactly. And he, he's like, you have to wake up and make yourself be creative at nine So that five. every day you're... You, it turns into, okay, nine o'clock is when I'm creative till I, when I'm your done bo- writing. Your body, your mental clock yeah, and your body kind of like to, programs to that, right? Yeah, it turns into a habit. Like now this is the time I turn this on and this is work time. Now I'm creative. And it just kind of happens after you have trained your yeah. body after yeah, a certain yeah. amount of time right and he uses a term in the book like over and over again uh the main thing is resistance right right yeah. and it's like um it's like it's similar to when you're writing a story or something and you kind of use devices literally just because cr- it's not a tangible thing resistance no no neither no. is like like you know in, um in story there's like uh act one act two act three they're not tangible the reason you create act one act two sorry i'm talking about two different topics but like in a, i'll use a story as an example first when you write a script, you have Act One, Act Two, Act Three. You have a climax. You have rising action. You have there's another th- a theory. There's a circle, of, a story circle, where it's like you got to start up uh, in an unknown territory and then go to a, a known ter- like mm-hmm. sorry, known territory, go to an unknown territory. And basically, there's like so many formulas, right? And it's just to make something that's intangible tangible, so that you don't lose your mind. Because when you're writing a script, it's so fucking abstract. Because you can start like with this character. He's he's like in his house, and he ends up by the end of the film murdering someone you know Mm -hmm. like there's so many things that can happen in it that when you're writing it you're like oh my god like i'm just there's no like ceiling or fucking fucking ground like i'm just like all over the place yeah you're getting so many ideas where it can go 10 different ways so act one act two act three or story circle all that to me is not bullshit but i think it's just there to keep you sane Mm -hmm. so that if you lose track you're like okay fuck he so he did this he met this character and then this happens and then this scene 
instead of being like, what the fuck do I do next? You're like, okay, well, that's act one. Yeah. Now I need an interesting incident to happen on page 20 to then go to the next step, which is then the uh, rising action, then the climax. By doing that to yourself, you're like, okay, so I have to write this scene now instead of being like, what the fuck's the next scene? Mm-hmm. Similar to that, um, the resistance, that's what he uses, uh, bringing it back to what you're saying, the war of art, resistance. I think it's like a, such a thing to create because he's basically saying you're fighting every day almost. And resistance is like your writer's block. Resistance is like your um, reason to not think of inspiration, not get inspired. Or resistance is like excuses like your personal life. You're, you got to do this. You got to go pick up this. Um, I have to go do groceries. or I have to do this. It's like excuses mm-hmm. and reasons. And it's like he gives them the, this kind of like um, spiritual force that there's, it's out there. Like it's, there's like things out there trying to stop you to be creative and do your thing, right? And again, it could be bullshit, and he could, or he could be onto something fucking that's exact, and that is there's something that exists out there that stops mm-hmm. from being creative. But by just creating the resistance, you now have something you're battling instead of yourself. Like you know, how I was saying accountability is like, like if I don't want to wake up on time, who the f- like I'm the only one that really matters right now because it's my company, right? Or it's my project that I have to finish a script. If I don't finish this, I told myself, dude, I'm already right now. I'm in the middle of a, pr- a fucking script that I told myself by September I'm gonna have a first draft done of a mm-hmm. feature film script. I'm like 30 pages in and I need to write 120. So I know I'm not going to do that. Why? Because I gave myself so much slack. I'm like, oh, I don't feel inspired this week. I'm not going to yeah. really work on it. Or oh, I have this other music video coming up. I'm going to work on that. That's doesn't what matter. That's calls resistance, right? It's just all these other things. You're making excuses for yourself, yeah. right? But that's the thing. If I, if, but then I'm not, I wasn't looking at it as resistance. But if I look at it like that, like there's something out there. Like uh, there's a, something I have to overcome and I have to kind of, it's me against that. Not me against me. Because if it's me against me. I'm winning regardless, so it's like less pressure, or like less reason to really be accountable. But it's this other entity that. Then I'm like, I gotta beat that. So the, even yeah. like what I love is, I think in the. It's the almost like a chapter, sport type thing. Yeah, it's competitiveness, yeah. and it's like a drive. You're against something. Mm-hmm. I don't know about like I think it's human nature, especially for me. It's like like I said, back against the wall. If I have to do something to win or achieve it, if it's more tangible, then I'm like more. Like, I got to fucking do this, and I will do yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, But if it's very open-ended, then I'm like, hmm. I'm very last-minute, like, in school, too. Like, yeah, yeah, night before. As, yeah, as much as possible. Dude, I used to study for exams. Like, I remember on the day of, I would show up two hours before the exam. Everyone's cramming, and that's when I'd be cramming. Yeah, that's nuts. I mean, I did a lot of that, too. Right? Like, yeah, it's like, the day before you've maybe studied. I think that's a, t- that's a personality thing for people who are, like, who end up going into, like, their own. And I might be, again, I might be, it's me saying a fact out of my ass. I'm probably wrong. But I think that's a thing for people who are creative, or they're very last minute, because they need to have that kind of pressure to kind of get that creativity out, mm-hmm. you know. But um, but even like in the like the first bit of the book, I really liked. He goes like, he talks about like his just day before he starts getting into the book, like the resistance. The first few pages, he's like, I go to the office, I get coffee, I sit down. From 9 a.m., I start writing. Uh, by 12:31 p.m., I know I've really squeezed out everything I could for three, four hours, and uh, I count that a successful day. I tell myself, at least today I wrote for four hours, and then I wrap up, I do my personal stuff, and I go home. And just the way he puts it, he's like, he, and he's like, I, and I, today I beat the resistance. I beat it. You know, yeah. today I actually sat there for f- three, four hours, I mm-hmm. wrote something new, I finished something, and that's. And if I you, won this battle today. Yeah. And I feel like, and I tried that a couple times, and it was a pretty sweet feeling to be like, today I'm going to sit here for three hours and write something. And I did that, I did that. And then it's like, again, after a while, it has to become a habit. Otherwise, it's just going to be something you do for a week and then don't do it again. Yeah, exactly. You know, because yeah, yeah, it's yeah. so easy to just drop out of it. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, it's like, uh, I don't know, creating something like that, like the resistance or treating it like it's a battle you have to win every day, I think is more productive than just being like, I'll write when the inspiration comes to me sometimes. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. It's, it's Make, a very... Yeah, I agree with that. And I mean, I mean like, 
sometimes you do get lucky like for me it's like uh, i think we talked about it a bit last time maybe but it's like where does inspiration for you for example where does inspiration come from a lot of places it depends like maybe you're watching a movie movies are huge for me like but i'll like, be watching a film and even if i like it's not the exact same idea but it's like i'll see something and it'll like inspire something in me you like know? you see a movie and you see like a set or a certain type of lighting or something and you go Oh, I think that would work in this other type of story that I might want to tell. Yeah. It's little weird things like that. Like, even just, like, see, like driving past places and being like, that would be a good set for a certain scene. And then you kind of build something around that. And, yeah. No, I, I, for me, it's also emotion, too, right? Like, what a scene makes you feel, like, I can literally then start thinking of, like, a whole world around that feeling. Mm-hmm. Like, I'll, I'll see a scene, I'm like, this is such a cool, like, him leaving the airport and getting into this and ac- accomplishing this feat. I'm like, oh, that, that's a really cool feeling. What if the film started with this shot and then this and then this world? And then, you know, just because they gave me that feeling of, like, happiness or sadness that I can just build on. Yeah, because yeah. Because fil- the thing about great films is, like, they give you such a specific emotion. Like, it's such a specific happiness or specific sadness that I feel like that really kind of pu- pulls you to, like, make something dope. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, I agree. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I'm trying to think where else I would find music videos, from. obviously. Yeah. Music itself too. I don't know if you do that. Like sometimes if I'm stuck, I'll just listen to music. Yeah. I'll go for a walk and I'll just put music for on sure. to get out of my head and just like because music, I, I don't know, I like like, and then I I I don't know if you do it too. I feel like a lot of people do it. And then you listen to music and you're walking outside. It's like you're walking to the music. Like this is your, you're creating a world in your head <laughs> where uh, uh, you're the character in this you've just, song. You've just exited from like this mass murder you've yeah, done. And or a like robbery. Stra- or, strutting yeah. around. Or, or you're going to see a girl or like, you know, you're just, mm-hmm. depending on the song. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. it's like, oh. Yeah, 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 yeah. I've thought of so many ideas like that. Like I'll listen to a song and I'm like, that'd be a sick opening to a TV show. And I'll like think of this idea mm-hmm. and I'll create a world around that. Yeah, exactly. Or this song would be the sick end credits. Mm-hmm. to like a scene where like some people people look at each other and then they just like realize that something went wrong in the heist they did or whatever the fuck and then end credit for this episode and then c- just that's all I'll think of that scene and then i'm like oh but why did they get to that scene yeah. why are they thinking this way oh and then why this and then then all of a sudden this fucking world starts forming you know yeah it's your own thing now yeah exactly yeah from this song that i heard mm-hmm, so exactly. yeah, i love doing that too there's a game i used to play where there are two versions of it where it's like we'd be driving like a road trip game really it's like you put a song on, any song, and the person puts on shuffle, or like they pick a song, like the passenger or the driver, and then you have to think of a scene to that song. Wow. Like what would, the, would this song represent? It was, it was really fun. I used to do it a lot when I was like in university. That does sound like fun, because that happens a lot too, where you're just in the in the car, and you like listen to a song, like old, like no, 80s rock, I don't know. What yeah, play, and then you're like, like, this could be like a high school film. Yeah, exactly, like, a, like them off on a road trip, like, I mm-hmm. don't know. So, it, no, it's fun. And then the other version of the game is, like, to be, like, I give you a scene. I'm, like, this scene is this guy just won the championship. Or this scene is, like, this is, like, a give kid. Give me a song. Give me a song that fits this. Yeah. You know? Yeah, and yeah, And it's, yeah. like, it's kind of, and then you look into your library and you're, like, looking for a song. And that's mm. a fun game, too. But uh, and that's, like, there's, like, those, like, um, they're not real exercises, but I, I take them as, like, exercises for creativity. Well, what I find myself doing now is actually, like, listening to a lot of music that i don't usually listen to so like Mm -hmm. i don't even know what the genres would be but like like i was said like 90s 80s rock music and whatever like old like 70s i don't even know what the type of music would be called but whatever like 70s like psychedelic rock or hippie rock or something not even rock but like i don't know like blues no 
Uh, what see, did they make back I'll, then? I heard they made, I don't know. made mainly rock and roll back then. Or like I'll, I'll, I'll list. Uh oh, I have them on like a music playlist thing where I'm like, okay, I would want to use this for a video because it kind of inspired me a little bit, mm -hmm. right? So it's like, that's what I do is I just listen to old stuff, and like think of music like not music videos, but like videos that it might be able to work with. So like, give me a, give maybe me a, like give me a, a song. Oh, uh, right. I just got to find the playlist on my... You should also listen to a thing. Um, what? Like, songs from other, like, languages. Yeah. I love that, too, man. It's like... Uh, I got a couple World music, you know? Like, it just... It gives... Because it's like, it's like the whole anime discussion or foreign films discussion. Like, I watch foreign films as well because if you keep watching one genre... Like, Hollywood's almost a genre now. You mm -hmm. know what I'm saying? Like, it's not just that it's, like, horror, thriller in Hollywood. It's, like... There's, like, this Hollywood vibe to it. But mm -hmm. if you watch, like, an, a Chinese film or, like, a Bollywood film or, like, a whatever film, right? Like, it, it change a Korean film. It changes their perspective on, like... Yeah, get, and you can... You get different, like, inspiration that yeah, you're not getting from that the you would thing never that get from. Always, yeah. exa Same with music, too. Like, I started listening to some, like, Russian music recently. And then there's this... Uh, there's one song that I've really listened to a lot lately, but I don't even know what the fucking language it is. It's just, like, I don't know. Maybe French? I don't know. But, yeah, it's just, like, you listen to that and you just hear sounds that are different. That you wouldn't hear in regular music, mm -hmm. you know? Okay, so I got the... So, like, it's... Give me one. Leslie Gore, You Don't Own Me. Leslie Gore. Are we going to play it? But that might, you like... You can like, 15 seconds, you can play it. Okay. See, like, shit like that. That's so Scorsese. That's right? so, like, Irishman. Like, it's just like, like, oh, my gosh. Or, like, Run Around Sue. Like, I, sometimes I just listen to this now. That's loud. Does it, would that be rock? I don't know. Is it rock? Oldies, that's what they call them. Oh, yes, yeah, that is uh, Departed or Irishman for sure. Pause it, pause it. It can't be too long. Sorry, 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 sorry. Oopsies. That, that, uh. Or, like, I'm listening to, like, I don't know if people know, like, Lorne. Yo, Lorne? Wait, that, that's called. L O R N. That's called Oldies. But what, so was, what, it, was it called oldies? Now? No, but was it called oldies back then? <laughs> I it was don't current. Think so. It was currencies. Pop, pop music, probably. Ah, oh, that's why right? pop back yeah, then. Yeah, 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 yeah. You know what I like listening to sometimes? Um, Shoot. Uh, like composers, um, Yen Tiersen. Like classic like music stuff. Music yeah, 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 yeah. No words. Yen Tiersen, um, like just straight like piano riffs, and just to get you because they're just just very yeah. like emotional. You're like the guy <laughs> from uh, Clockwork Orange. Oh, I gotta watch that. He watches the. He loves uh, Beethoven or something, Symphony also Seven in, uh, or something like Leon that. Leon the Professional. He's like a Beethoven fan. Yeah, like yeah. The, the, the fucked up guys are always like Beethoven fans. Yeah, yeah. That's why I want to listen to that stuff too, because that would be interesting now to even put in like I don't know a fucking well, clothing ad or something. Even like, like, like it's so Hans different. Zimmer, man, like soundtracks like that yeah. he just does so nice. But uh, Leslie Gore, she's pop rock. Okay, so, yeah, yeah, pop rock. Yeah, whatever. That's we're what both, we're both right. Whatever. I'm more right. Usually, yes. I said pop. But what you were going to say something, Arvian? Yeah. Um, I'll come back. Hold on. There's, there's this composer that I know that's like really... Okay. But also, like, I agree with... I like classical music because back in the day when we were in elementary school, like every morning you'd do the national anthem, right? Do the birthdays over the announcements. And then they'd make everyone listen to a classical music song every morning. They didn't pick because for us it was like they would pick cool, like normal like radio songs. Like no, when we had to listen to classical music. Really, that's yeah, pretty yeah, cool. Yeah. No, ours was like they put radio song. 
like any song that was like hit like Taylor Swift or fucking Ed Sheeran whatever sure, yeah, yeah. Well, back then it was Ed Sheeran and Poppin but yeah anyways, Black Eyed Peas whatever right yeah but uh and then like as soon as like, I get like five minutes of class then the the fucking I don't know where it's from but the classical music but it's like it's like the race song right yeah 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 so it's like class of a certain five minutes so like music would end that would start playing so everyone's like running and shit but they would literally like put that on to give us that uh we would be like in the class and they'd be playing it like you have to sit down and like listen, listen like you're not it. doing work you're do you remember uh, d-e-a-r d-e-a-r drop everything and read did you guys do that no no dare was like dare is like drugs no <laughs> d-e-a-r not d-a-r-e that is what peel, peel region maybe only did you go to peel no, I didn't. I, I, yeah no, we had a whole thing i was like i mean they got lazy like they did it for like a, a year maybe and then the next year they didn't do it but it was like you should set aside 15 minutes like first period or whatever to read a book so the whole class would like put everything away take out a book so it was like to encourage reading i think that's similar to the classical music thing like you didn't really have a choice you yeah. had to listen they to were it. trying to it's instill... not like you're walking around in the hallways still going yeah, to class yeah, yeah, yeah. like you're sitting down oh, in your class and you I have to do this yeah no ours is like in the hallways like before you get to class mm-hmm, but mm-hmm. that's like they're trying to instill culture in us <laughs> yeah exactly like, like but broaden your horizons i don't know if you read fiction a lot but books actually inspire me a lot too like yeah. i read like books and then i'm just i'm really into that world and then i just, i like a character a lot and i'm like that should be a f- just there should be there should be a film about just a character like this yeah i don't read much oh man reading's awesome yeah i know i have thought about it like i want to s- dude reading is dope i want to start reading like more short stories and then that more inspires you to do some Be more short and films stuff. and then maybe read, ro- read longer books and then yeah. do feature films and then memento and prestige do, were short uh, do short, uh, read uh, series like series of novels and then make trilogies of movies yeah perfect check out um what i was gonna say um ludovico and audi is this composer uh search up novello bianchi play like the first how am I supposed to spell <laughs> any of that? Just Ludovico, L-U-D-O-V-I-C-O. Nu- Nouvelle? Yes. Okay. Yes, you got it. Like the first 10 seconds. It's like is this guy doing like a tutorial on how to do it on the piano? No, oh, is he? Uh, just play the song. You can't play too much of it though. Yeah, I know. Yeah, it makes you feel. for sure. Yeah, that's just I like that stuff. Like it would be so interesting to try and put that into some sort of like pop. I don't know, like popular brands ad or something, and like make it cool somehow, like a Nike ad somehow. I don't know. I'm sure that's been in some sort of Nike uh, ad. I think Fincher did like a Nike ad, and then he put something like it was like a, a dope. But like you don't see that now. You see mostly pop songs or like old 80s 70s pop music in ads now depends yeah like apple's usually very current music like yeah yeah, like yeah, yeah but it's because they have to because it's like well they're yeah the innovation like, stuff, yeah, yeah. You, you gotta get your whatever apple music whatever get your airpods and i know what you're listening to all this new pop music in the in the charts we know what you like all the time yes and we know where you are we know you just had a bowel movement i know your location services are off but we know where you are don't you worry okay sorry where do we go from there from apple following us (laughs) yeah um what are we talking about inspiration yeah and like music how that can get us you know what also creating something interesting is like which i'm trying to do for the next uh, thing I I create that's a narrative is like I feel like we've I'll sometimes forget which uh that 
on set you can get inspired in the sense of like you may have like a a whole a set like a film storyboard. set no no a film set yeah i know i get what you're saying storyboard like you have everything planned out but then on day of you might change you it, might yeah. go oh wow i like the way this looks i didn't notice yeah, yeah, this yeah. before let's shoot there instead mm-hmm. and for in, for the scene instead of where we were originally exactly which i've done in the past and it usually works out because you sometimes come up with the best ideas in the moment and stuff that whole cliche yeah but even like when i made the documentary earlier this year um that's when i really realized that shit too i mm-hmm. was like that's so many ideas but you can't there's no, you can't have control in a documentary because things change locations change timing schedules uh the subject itself changes like sometimes right and it came out great because it was like how to how we rolled with the punches mm-hmm. instead of just being like fuck well we wanted a sunset shot no more sunset shot this is bullshit this is gonna be a shit piece of document Oof, yeah you know it's never gonna work it's uh now. yeah so it's like uh so that and then also that's something like with narratives i'm always like the script is this and it has to have this shot and this shot but it's like you can get inspired on set like you yeah. can be like doing a scene and it's between two guys having an argument and on the day of it's supposed to have like all this coverage but it's like you know what what if we just never show the other guy's face yeah, and it's just in this guy's head that we're so like it's just closing in on him and mm-hmm. stuff. So I don't know. I, 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 that's one way you can be inspired too is like just allow room for inspiration on a set. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that you works know? for like some, but some people. I watched a video about Bong Joon Ho like mm-hmm. last. He night. storyboards the fuck out of his like, shit. Like he doesn't add anything. He might cut stuff out, but he does not add a thing mm-hmm. to after his story. No, fair. It it does. It it comes down to the person. Yeah. Yeah. Like their and style. Like that I, takes out the stress of him on set. Yeah. Like, so I don't know. Some, that, some that, for me, for it's one thing I want to experiment a bit because I've done it like, cause I, I've done it out of, no, uh, like allowing room on set. Like, uh, I, I mean, I do do that. I do that mostly because sometimes I'm just like, it'll be budgeting reasons or I'll be forced to create like a decision on set. Like we can't do the shot anymore. So what do we do? So I've had to do that or like the documentary I was saying, but I actually want to go into a project being like, it's going to be a very loose script. Like, this is what the film is about. These are the dialogue. This is the dialogue. But we're going to be like very loose around it. The actors memorize it. But in the moment, I might be like, let's just do a whole take, which is like, you know, this. Or even the story might change during the filming. Like, I want to try that. I feel like that'd be a really cool form of like creating a short, you know? Throw yourself into the deep end. See yeah. if you can swim. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. I and I really, really believe like something cool would come out of it. Even something will come out. Something, of it. yeah, <laughs> something will come out. <laughs> of it, yeah. But I feel like it would be something cool. I mean, it, it would definitely. It'd be, I'd be an interesting uh, be, thing c- to do because it'd, sure. it'd be all based on the energy. As long as the actors and me and everyone on the set are on the same page. Yeah, they I know you're doing that too, and they might be more willing to help you out and be like, maybe you know this, and then you go, yeah, that could work. Yeah, and or maybe you go. Get back yeah. uh, in your spot, pal. Yeah, yeah. Stay it's in like, your lane. It's like I, you I, would I hear what you're saying. Yeah, but shut love the, fuck the en- up. love the enthusiasm. But you're wrong. But don't ever do this <laughs> again. Yeah. You want to work in this town again? Yeah. You will. I'll. F- <laughs> I'll sewer you. I will. I will ruin your name in this town. <laughs> I give very meanly, intricate worded Google reviews. I think Quentin Tarantino does similar stuff to that. No, like he, I feel like he's very no no his is like he you does. Write, I heard he does shot lists. Like the night before, no, but scripting. I'm talking about. He's like, you cannot get off his. Yeah, yeah, scripting that. But like his shot list, like you, he has it. He makes a shot list the night before, and it's kind of just a vague outline Mm -hmm. of what they're gonna do, and then he really decides when they're there. Like, I think that's 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 when you're like comfortable being a director too, or comfortable in your art form for so long too, right? You're very like, yeah, ten thousand hours. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. (laughs) I said said that like five times today. Yeah, no, uh, but no, yeah, I feel like when you're comfortable in your element too, you know, you're just like, oh, like, I like being yes, on set and figuring it out. For sure, you know? for sure. But yeah, I don't know, I want to try a whole anything, project like that. 
that you're like that comfortable in just being like anything in life where you can just change on the spot and be like okay we'll do it this way instead i mean not really but i feel like i mean like on film sets with like when meetings maybe like pitch meetings i can Mm. pitch and i can kind of see curveballs thrown at you yeah i can see the clients like worried about the budget or the clients worried about like the message Uh and then i'll i'll have an idea from before the meeting but then i'll shift gears like i've literally gone into a meeting (laughs) probably not a good thing to say but with like no idea what the pitch is because I'm like, I don't know what the client's looking for. They're very, because they're also very vague sometimes. Like, oh, we'll just talk about it. I'm like, if I know more about what they want in this campaign, then, then I can. can yeah. But I'll go in being like, yeah, I have an idea for you guys. And I have nothing. And I'll sit down. And I've, I remember literally like last year selling a, a, a campaign like this. Sit down and we'll be talking. And I'll notice like what the conversation's headed. And I'll create a concept on the spot. Mm-hmm. Or something that I thought about a year ago about something else. Like a different ad almost or a different film idea I had. And I'll, I'll be like, oh, what if we did this, this, this? And they'll and I've had them, like, love it. And it's, like, it's the idea of, like, in the moment, I can just, like... And that comes from, I think, being, like, I used to be in sales, right? Like, sure. any job I really did with most sales. You have sales. to a lot of talking to people. A lot of, like, yeah, yeah. a lot of creating I, things on the spot. Because yeah, you've exactly. got you to maneuver, right? Because mm-hmm. even in sales, like, if I'm trying to sell you something and you say your answer... Like, if I, if I have a script and I say this, your answer could be this, 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 this. So I got to be ready for all, all those things. Yeah, you yeah, know, yeah, like, yeah. if you say no or if you say no with a specific reason... Or if you say yes, but you're hesitant. Or if you say yes, but then even then I got to upsell you now. Mm-hmm. Like that's like a sales training, right? For sure. So I've kind of, maybe that's part of it, but yeah. And also I just, I do like, like I said, the games I play, like the music game, for example, when I put a song on, I think of ideas like, uh, like that, like in my spare time, I like to just think of ideas. For sure. So because of that, that helps me with like in a pitch meeting in the moment, I can just switch gears and be like, what about this concept? And they'll be like, oh yeah, that's pretty cool. And all you need that, uh, the person you're pitching to them to say one thing that sort of sparks it and then you can just yeah. run off with it right which yeah exactly which yeah. I, again it comes in handy in directing too because on like we've been on sets where like due to like time limit because the like the budget doesn't allow us to be at this location or have this act for too long we gotta cut corners we're like okay we gotta not do this scene anymore right mm-hmm, or mm-hmm. the shot it's like you have to be very like on the ball thinking you know for sure but yeah, it's it's interesting. I, I don't know. It's it's a very uh, I kind of like it sucks sucks sometimes to have to change your idea, but I do like it because I I my ADD uh, enjoys like these random last minute curves, you know. And it gives you more experience in doing that and then yeah. you get better at it, right? Which I think you should. Yeah, you have to be a very good improviser to be a director mm-hmm, as well, you know. Mm-hmm. So I do like that. There's this um, it's more about budgeting more than. I guess I guess it's why improvising too, whereas like when you're filmmaking, the because improvising not in acting even, but improvising in the art of filmmaking, and it's uh, I think I may have told you it's like uh, you know Tilda Swinton. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Snowpiercer. The she's, one, yeah, she's she the looks bald like woman a, in Doctor like Strange. An alien, right? Yeah, she's the bald not woman in Doctor Strange. She's thing. in that. Uh, she's in a lot of stuff. She's in The Dead Don't Die or something. But anyways, she has a story because she's like known for doing big like Marvel level budgets, and mm-hmm. then she's also does a lot of independent films. Yeah, one for you, one for them. Yeah, well, she's just like everyone loves her, right? So she'll be picked for anything, right? Yeah. So I don't even know if it's her, probably her choice. Like one for if she's like, I'll do one for like one for the money, my bank account, and then one, <laughs> one to, for my bank account that you think soul. is going to be an amazing product. That yeah. Doesn't have much money. And because you like the director too, like exactly. she loves you Bong like Joon Ho, for example. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So she'll work with Bong Joon Ho anytime, you know. Yeah. So like yeah, so um, she had the story about because uh, there's a reporter uh, who asked her. He was like, uh, "What's the m- main difference between like, like a big budget and an independent budget? You know, like what do you like? Because you've done both." And she was basically uh, like, "Okay, well, if a scene, if the script ta- has a scene 
where the boy and the girl have to kiss in the rain, right? If you show up to the set and it's like New York City, this yes, has to be New York City mm-hmm. and it's like the Empire State Building in the background and it's raining the kids. If it's a, if it's a commercial set uh, and you show up to the set and it's not raining, then you reschedule. You wait for You the do rain. other scenes maybe, you wait for next week or whatever, you, you make sure you get it, whatever, right? If it's an indie film set or low budget and you show up and it's not raining, it's supposed to rain, it's supposed to be New York, but it's not raining, then you go, hmm, you know what's funny? This scene works better <laughs> without rain. Yeah, yeah, You know, yeah, it's yeah. like that mindset of like, okay, well, now what do we, how do we make this better? We've got to mm-hmm. change our attitude yeah. and be like, this is of course what I wanted actually, yeah. weirdly enough. Yeah. And you got to just like work with it and roll with it instead of being like, oh, fuck, how do we finish a scene or do we have to reschedule? Yeah, what are we going to put a hose on top yeah. of them? Well, I guess She's like, that's that. how she sees the difference really. Because I, I was, again, having this conversation about budgets, even with like ad budgets that we get. Even if you have a number or if we have a number and we think it can be this, it's, I feel like it's never enough because your creativity then expands. It, it pushes it to yeah. the edge of that. Yeah, and then you get a new, and then they're like, okay, we'll give you more budget. Then yeah. all of a sudden yeah. you're like, oh, then we can do this, 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 and then fuck, again, you're at the edge of the, mm-hmm. of the budget. Mm-hmm. So I feel like even in like Hollywood, when you have like $50 million or $100 million, I feel like it's never enough because then you're thinking for $100 million. And the way our ambitions go, especially if you're creative, is like if you're giving $100 million, your ambition will stretch the $100 million to maybe like, I need 110 actually. Yeah, you, know? you go, look at all this money I have, and then you start, you start whatever, budgeting yeah. everything out and going, okay, we've got tons, we've got money for this, okay, now we have a lot of money for this, and then you start getting to the end, and yeah. you go, oh, yeah. we're going to need what that What about this? Yeah. yeah. But, but yeah, I feel like the, it's the mental, it's your mental attitude that really changes between Indian, well, again, I haven't done a commercial, commercial film ever, or like that kind of budget, but even us, man, we've been growing for the past couple of years, our budgets have like exponentially increased over time, and it's like, what used to, like if I look back at the budgets I used to work with, how did I do it? Yeah, I'm like now I bitch about the budgets I get now, and back then this would have been like a luxury, like yeah, yeah, you yeah. know. So it's like I feel like it's because uh, we It'll come from that creative away. background. Like yeah. the ambition for creative people is just so high sometimes that like or all the time mostly, but it's like you just always kind of stretch it, you know. Well, you want to make the best product possible, yeah. right? So, yeah. but yeah, I mean, what helps is like I, I guess, or it doesn't help, but it's like also like the 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 box like. For a creative, like, the worst thing I could be told, or I'm sure anyone creative might feel this way, is to be told to be in a box. Like, you have these guidelines. Like, you have to do this, this, this. Mm. It could be a good thing because now you're like, okay, now I won't stray so far. You know, like yeah. I said, like, act one, act two, act three. Like, have, like, a tangible, intangible thing to kind of look at and be like, you know. But if the one thing you're not allowed to do, sometimes corporate ads will do this, is like they give you a budget and they're like, but you have to do this, this, this. And basically you're sucking the creativity out of yeah, it. Yeah, it takes your vision out of it almost, yeah. right? And that's when like, and I've done projects like that a, quite a bit because you also have to grow the company because right yeah. now we're nobody's, you know. So it's like to grow it, you got to do those. But it's like that sometimes, like it kind of, that's when you need to have that attitude of like i gotta i gotta roll with it i gotta be like still make out the best of it like yeah in the parts that you can be creative yeah the parts that you need can change yeah whatever you're given the box you got to try to put a lot of color into that box now mm-hmm, mm-hmm, you know mm-hmm. which is still is really tough sometimes but for sure you know that's one thing you got to do but um i think we what i wanted to do let me see this yeah, what I wanted to do, which we talked about, it'd be kind of fun. I'll see if it works, so because we haven't done this before. But because speaking of like, say, like corporate ads, and like they'll be sometimes creatively limiting, especially like, like I love my clients that like give me the freedom, budget, and freedom, and they're like, here's the budget, here's the what we gotta sell, or what the point of this campaign is, and run with it. And I've had those, and I love those. Then I have those where it's like, 
here's this money and all we care about is just plaster our logo all over this ad and just like the creative wise like just these are their constraints and we don't want to we don't want to be too abstract we don't want to be this because they're worried and i get it mm-hmm. like and i mean that's the other side too i'm not saying like that they're completely wrong because they're putting money some clients that we get because we're getting the medium business clients or the small business clients they ha- they're putting a budget in which they usually don't like an amount and they're nervous because they're like we got to make sure that we get roi on this exactly you know? yeah yeah Obviously, the bigger companies, the ones that are, do spend maybe a million and are still very creative, are the ones who are like we've already tried Gone past and that yeah, we, almost, yeah. Right? So we deal with a lot of clients who are still like with the money giving like to put into ads. They're just like just make sure our brand is like just the fr- forefront. Yeah, you know, get our name out there. Yeah, but it's very creatively limiting because I don't mind that. But then it's like also don't be abstract. Also don't be creative about it because what if some people don't get? It? They're worried about that. They're our target audience. You know. Mm. So I've had to really kind of just dumb down a lot of stuff. But uh, we were talking about this other day. It's like, I feel the most, the ads that stay with you the most, the ads that you think about the most are the ones that are n- like so either abstract or so like out of the box. They're like, it's like companies being like, I don't know, humble about themselves almost. It's like they understand they can like take a shot at themselves almost. Yeah. And then people will recognize that and be like, oh, okay, you guys have some self-awareness here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So like I saw an ad the other day. It was a craft dinner one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah, it yeah. said, um, uh, serving size of four-person serving size or something, dot, 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 LOLs. B- yeah, because they're laughing. Because it's like, who, who... You'll finish it by yourself. I eat a whole box of it yeah, by yeah. myself. Box of what? Craft dinner. Okay, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah, So that's the whole, like, LOLs of it. Yeah. But it's like, they're not... And the thing is, they're not trying to... They're not like, craft is great. They did it in a way where it's like... It's funny. Yeah, you know? exactly. And, and uh, yeah, and it's like I've, I, I, I know I'm not trying to throw anyone under the bus, but it's like I know a couple clients that or people that I've like discussed projects that I never even went through that never signed on is because like we'd give ideas like that, and they'd be so nervous about the fact that what if it doesn't hit what, people or people don't, don't understand it, it yeah. or whatever that they back out or they then say no, let's just change it and just they'd be like craft dinner, we make great dinner. Like that's what they want, you know. And yeah, it's like, yeah. well, what's the? Why would it? It's why, the, what's that make you? How does that how you make different? you different? Yeah. yeah. And why would exactly. anyone like think of you afterwards? You know, like exactly. you're thinking about that ad because that was kind of funny to you. Exactly. Right. I'm gonna go have like literally. Yesterday I was like, maybe I should have some craft dinner. Not even like thinking about seeing that ad, but like subconsciously, it was probably just somewhere in my yeah, mind, yeah. right? So that's what a good ad can do, I guess. Well, it's, like, it's confidence, right? Like the. But also those kind of ads, like you you really have to just like try and sell that to them somehow, which is honestly the whole battle. Well, yeah, no, for sure. But, th- but that's what, I mean, for me, there's so many ways to like, um, calculate progress mm-hmm. for the company, at least for Inc. But for me, it's like, yeah, there's the revenue growing. There's like the per project, like how our budgets are getting better. Sure. But then one way of me calculating like our success or like our pro- progress is how now, before it was like 20% of the ads that could be creative and 80% it was like clients being like, we got to do this and, you know, be in the box and all mm-hmm, that stuff. Mm-hmm. But now it's like 50% of my clients. I'm like, I have, com- I, I can instill confidence in them and they're confident in me because they've seen the work. And, and then there's still 50% that are like very corporate and very like, not just the word corporate, but they're very like, it has to be this because we don't want to take a chance with a cr- mm-hmm. creative ad or like something abstract. Right. So that's increased from like 20% of my, like the work we did to 50% now. And the goal is by next year, hundred, hundred percent, honestly. Yeah. You know, like we should only be doing stuff that like we can. Ha- the client has confidence. We should be only dealing with clients that have the confidence of almost, trying something different. Almost like 
here, take it. Yeah, they, like giving you the keys, really. Yeah, right? exactly. And like, because yeah. at the end of the day, like that's our job. Like your job is to create the product. Our job is to tell the consumers why it's yeah, and tell your story in a creative way, or sell your product in a creative way, and let us do our thing. And that's what it is. But again, it takes time because we're again we're a young company. We're we're like what like three years in maybe now, but mm-hmm. that's what it is. You know. Yeah. For sure. It takes time, and it's exciting to kind of see the change, though. Like, even the one I was talking about earlier, the ad we have coming up, the year-end video, like, they're, they've given me complete freedom, and even the ad we just finished, the documentary we did this year, like, this year, quite a bit of it was, like, you guys take the keys, and whatever you guys decide, we trust you. Mm-hmm. And they all came out, the ones that were treated like that with, that, that kind of confidence, well, all came out great, and the clients always loved it. Yeah, yeah. You know? So, uh, let's see, by next year. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> for, by next Get birthday. Get some super creative ads. Yeah. Uh, I wanted to kind of go over some ads. I'm trying to think which ones would be good to discuss. We can't really show them. Can we show ads? Uh, well, like React channels do that type of thing. But yeah, fair enough. You know what? Which one that I always talk about? It's in this book. Uh, it's a book called If You're Mar- If You're in Marketing, you should definitely you should also definitely fucking read this book. I don't, I don't know you haven't done it yet. Uh, Damn good advice. It's the guy, apparently, the guy who wrote it is the guy uh, who they loosely based Mad Men on a bit, too. Okay. He was, like, one of the greatest, what's his name? It was, it was Louis something. I always forget his name. John Hamm? Mmm, <laughs> thought so. John Hamm is the, it was based, it's a true story. He's playing himself. I didn't know that. Uh, it's, like, Louis something, I'm pretty sure. George Louis. George Louis. Okay. But um, he has, he did this ad, and, like, it's, like, basically, it's a book where it's, uh, and you'll like it. It's pictures in there. It's a picture book. <laughs> Perfect so, pop-ups. Yeah, thing. it's pop-ups. <laughs> oh my god! You rub it, you sniff. It smells come out. No way! I no thought that's illegal now. <laughs> There's a marijuana, marijuana ad campaign he did. You smell it, um, but he did a lot of cool shit, right? And one of them, let me pull it. You out. lick it, and then <laughs> and you get high. You get high. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I don't know what. Heavy <laughs> the campaign. I wouldn't call it high, but it definitely does something to it. Yeah. You're not. You're not sober anymore, for sure. Exactly. <laughs> Uh, there's one ad he did. If you can show a picture, maybe we'll try to put it up. But it's like I'm sure we can show a picture. Yeah, I think so too. It's like a bill. It's a billboard ad he did, right? So oh. he would. He was very outside the box, like crazy outside the box, right? And he would take a lot of chances, right? So there's a big. So when Tommy Hilfiger came out, right? They were like brand new to the industry, but the guy like there was a lot of prestige to the the way they were creating their work and all that stuff, and they wanted to be like a big designer company. They weren't mm. gonna be like your like what H and M is now, like fast fashion. It was like yeah. Tommy's gonna be a design, you know, yeah. like a design company. Uh, clothing, sorry, American clothing designer, right? So the way he uh, marketed it is he put up this big billboard, right? And it said on top of it, the four great American designers for men are colon. And then he listed them, okay. but it was fill in the blanks. Okay. So it was R blank, 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 L blank, blank, blank. Ralph Lauren. Yeah. The next one underneath was P blank, 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 E blank, blank, blank. That was the toughest one still, but. P and E? Perry Ellis. Per Peter. You know Perry Ellis? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Perry Ellis. And then the one underneath the, like, that. Little thing like yeah. that. Yeah. And the one underneath that was was C blank 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 K blank blank blank. Calvin Klein. And the last one, and this was a no 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 like it wasn't known back then, but it was T blank 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 H blank 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 blank. blank right. Tommy Hilfiger. Right. No way. I know. And the only logo on the whole billboard was the Tommy logo. Right, and that's not the other three. Yeah, and then yeah, and th- exactly, and then it says this is the logo of the least known of the four, the great four, uh, Amer- the great four great American designers for men are the f- names, and then this is the logo of the uh, least known. So what he did was in that one ad, 
when Billboard is he just put Tommy in the same conversation as these other three. Yeah. And these three designers, these are household names. Yeah. Like, that's, that, like, the fact that he put these up without filling them up is because you could Calvin Klein, of course, Ralph Lauren, Perry Ellis. This one is like, what the? So now you're like, what the fuck is as good as those three? Right? And uh, apparently. <laughs> Tommy Hilfiger is a household name now, too. So exactly. So it worked. It fucking yeah. worked. And uh, apparently. And just That's the only ad they've ever put out. <laughs> <laughs> They've never done any other uh, marketing no. campaign. After oh, that. I don't think so. Yeah, they that they, they, they use run that billboard every year, once a year. <laughs> exactly. They just keep renewing yeah. it. They're like George Lewis. He solved it. Yeah. Um, but, but uh, apparently he was at a I think it was Calvin Klein maybe or Ralph Lauren, one of those two guys. Um, but uh, George Lewis was at a Lewis was at a party, and he, the one of them came up to him, and they were just like furious, like pissed off, like not just like oh good that was a good one you did. They were like angry as shit because they were like it took us fucking forever. To, to become a household yeah, name. Like, exactly. you know how hard that is to, like, release a brand and then everyone knows you? It took him years. And he's like, the fact that he did it in, like, overnight, basically, they were mad. But that's, like, that's great marketing. The trick she pissed off your competition almost, you know? Yeah. But, the, I mean, the sad thing is he probably never got to do any ads for Kelvin or Ralph Lauren or Perry in his life well, again. But they, that doesn't make sense because yeah, he's should use done them, yeah. such a good job. Like, you, they might be, they might need it. Everything good? Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah, the sun's going down. Yeah, sun's going down. Sun. That's not a song. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Make it one, man. But yeah, that ad I thought. But again, that's like, a good the, ad. The amount of trust that someone right. gave him to do that, you know. And like, how does he get to that stage where someone it, can it, trust him? But like, it was years though. Like, I, I, if you read that book, because the book talks talks about his history too. Like he, like it was years into his career where he, like, obviously at the beginning he was already doing cool stuff, but. Took him a while to get to that. Yeah. Obviously, he has something to prove. Yeah, because then I guess like that. That's like I said earlier about our company, right? As like the only reason I can get bigger budgets now or get creative control now creative is control. because they've seen what. Yeah, yeah, I was just repeating. What just you repeating said. creative control. Yeah, <laughs> that like should be that. your thing. Like every once in a while, whatever I say, do an ad lift. Yeah, <laughs> creative control. Creative control. <laughs> Give him the control. Podcast yeah. ad lift. Yeah. So I was just like chilling the other day. He was just chilling the other day. It's like the whole fucking podcast. Okay, yeah, I don't think I'm... Calvin. What? Yeah, I don't think amigos? I'm... Amigos? Yeah, I'm not... <laughs> not take off. Uh, what's the point of this? Fuck you, Miguel. Creative control. Creative control. You, it's because you can get uh, it now. Yeah, because... <laughs> you can get it now. Because we proved ourselves, right? Like, it took a while. I mean... We're still the, proving ourselves. Yeah, exactly. We're still at 50-50, I said, right? Like, we have to get 100% of creative control, right? Mm-hmm. We still have 50% projects that we don't have that control. But uh, even in the beginning, like... Uh, yeah, it was creating spec ads. It was, like, me creating, like... Like to this day, there's one ad that I've had other, every other every other client at least mentioned, which I think looks so bad now because it's so old and we shot out like a low budget thing. But it was just creative. It was a uh, it was like this spec ad I made for Vans, mm-hmm. right? And it was like shoes for chefs. Yeah. That was like the thing that they never actually made an ad for themselves. So we were like, my buddy was a chef and he got these shoes for from Vans for free. So I was just make an ad. So I created yeah. like a minute and a half spec ad following this guy who's a chef and we see him leave the kitchen. And if you look at it, man, it's not. The quality, I don't think, is good at all. But I've had literally a recent client who hired us who brought it up. Mm-hmm. was like, oh, we saw your reel. That, but that was one thing you did. Like, that was really cool. And I re- and that's how, I, even in the beginning, when I, like, for, when we first started, I want to say, what is it, 2017, maybe I got my first proper ad to do, like, paid from a client. And, like, that was, like, the first one Ink started, maybe, mm-hmm. I'd say. Before that, I was just doing passion projects. But when I got hired, they saw that, too. So even though, like, yeah, creative control is something we're fighting for, it started, this whole thing though, our ink started creative though, in the sense of like the first two, three things I did, I had full creative control. So that was kind of interesting. But then obviously to grow the company, I realized 
like the the whole independent film thing where it's like one for me like to sell creative and even if the budget's mm-hmm. low i gotta do this ad because it's creative and then maybe three for the other like so for the money and then that'll hopefully ratio will change you know what i'm saying do you think now that your skills have gotten better since 2017 that maybe trying to get back up to that 100 percent, maybe doing spec ads now is a good thing nice because we already kind of talked about yeah. this. I like how you did that. Yeah. Exactly. I think that now the next step is, which I honestly tried in 2018, but I failed because like... Well, you did the first one in 2017. If you're doing it in 2018, yeah. that's not that much time of yeah. growth, right? Touche, touche. Yeah. But no, this year we're going to create some spec ads for sure. And they're going to be like basically another reason to do creative stuff to show clients that you can trust us exactly. and not be worried. If you put your money in us, we'll make something dope, you know? And again, what helps is now as well as we have these spec ads, but we also have actual client ads that are really good. So if we can really just, and then we're launching a new launching a new website in a couple months. So it's like if we can just put all the creative stuff stuff up front. Mm-hmm. I do want a 2021. I do want to get to that point where the ratio is five for us, maybe one for them. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or or one for them because maybe that's like you still gotta because then that's how you because then like we just said we have to do it this year still spec ads 2020. So maybe by 2022 we gotta do it again because to level up like uh, uh, me and my buddy uh, we're talking about it is you always gotta be a part of culture before you influence it so for before sure. we level up we have to kind of you know do f- one for them it might be corporate it might be a big budget though to kind of show that we can handle that budget but we have to do their idea because they're putting the money in mm-hmm. and again we have to maybe like do one for them but then do three four for us yeah and do another one for them so i feel like even though i say 100 percent creative control i feel like for another couple of years it'll always be like a couple still that are for them so we can show the level up does that make sense yeah yeah for sure yeah. so I, I really want to refrain from saying the word selling out because not selling out still. We're, st- we're doing it for a bigger well, you got reason. Mouths to feed here. Not <laughs> that you have a family, but you have your mouth to feed. I eat enough for a family. Yeah, exactly. Feeds four? Yeah. LOLs. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Oh, nice. brought it back. Nice. Right? Because you said it earlier. That's what I meant by brought Consider it back. Consider earlier? No, I said because you said it earlier. I was explaining my joke. Explaining a joke. And, uh, See how long I could yeah. awkward you, you, silence. It got awkward. You, you ever did <laughs> yeah, it? I did. Yeah. I was like, what should I say? Yeah. You ever seen in Craig Ferguson show? The, uh, yeah, it's awkward. Would, yeah. But they're just not awkward. You just no. They used to get weird sometimes. Like just quiet. No, but it goes okay. So what do you want to do at the end of the show? Uh, awkward pause. Touch yeah, yeah. my ball or That's something. Like that, yeah. My disco ball. Cause yeah. he had a disco ball on the thing, and there's like another one. Awkward pause is pretty awkward. Awkward pause is oh, usually so you're what happens. Talking like this. I'm, can you hear me in your headphones at all here? Yeah, yeah here yeah. you can. Okay, yeah, so yeah. that's not that bad. Okay. You just sound better when you're closer. Aw. Sounded weird. That's, that's so <laughs> fucking. You just sound better when you're in my face. Don't fucking kiss me, dude. <laughs> um, I think we went over. Ad- we want to go over more ads, but it's like I, I don't want to just keep listing ads, right? So. Yeah, we get it. You. I'm gonna actually do though. Ads. I'm down to put some in the link. There's some that really inspire me. There's one uh, called "Write the Future." That you know, Alejandro uh, Inarritu. The guy who made uh, Birdman, Revenant, uh, Amores Peros, the director. He won like four Oscars already, five Oscars maybe. Um, I know Birdman and Revenant. Yeah, he's oh, you should watch Amores Peros or uh, 21 Grams. But um, he directed one for, I think it was Nike. Nike already as well. Okay, maybe it was Nike because I don't remember the fucking brand. Uh, right? Yeah, it's Nike for sure because right, your future... Boop, 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 write your future. It's basically, uh, yeah, Nike. It's a, it's probably one of my favorite commercials, man. It's so good. Um, it's like all these stars, like 
Ronaldo and like it's a, it's a, it starts with soccer mainly like Rooney, Ronaldo, Beckham, all them, and um, and it's basically every a uh, Drogba every time they do something in the game, like one guy will get side tackled and someone will steal the ball, or one guy will shoot and he'll score. Anytime they do something, they cut to their world in the future. Like because he scored a goal, it'll cut to like fast forward and he's now being knighted by the queen and thing, and then and then they cut back to the game and then someone blocks the what he thought was gonna be a goal, someone blocks it. So then they go back to the future and it all changes. Instead of uh, him being knighted, he's now like living in a trailer park. Effect. Yeah, everything they're doing in the game. So it's basically write your future. Everything mm. you do when you when you go in a game, whatever you put on the line, you that that shapes your future. It was and the way it's shot and apparently it took him two years to make this. Out. Like he kept doing it with breaks. because oh. there was like there's like fifteen like fucking sports stars in there. Roger Federer's in it for a bit too. They only have so much yeah. spare time. And right? him himself and the way they shot it too, the like technology used. And then him himself, he was doing films too, right? So. It took him a while to make it. Apparently, mm-hmm. there's a whole article on it. But I'm I'm gonna that ad, for example, and a couple other ads. I'm gonna put in like the description box for people to watch to get inspired. Really, you're gonna do it. Mm-hmm. But <laughs> but yeah, to watch inspired. And, but uh, you still have to send it to me. So and then well, I do actually. So we both gotta do it. Okay, fair enough. Yeah. But uh, yeah. But I feel like if we just keep going into ads, we'll just this whole thing. Yeah, I was gonna bring up another one. Give me one more. Fine. Let's do it. Well, it's just one of the more recent ones that I don't. It's a. I don't know if it's Nike or like Adidas or something, but it's like new. It's on TV now. It's like a split screen, and the yeah. like the person's moving. It's yeah, it's Nike. and it's like a different sport, but it, it's literally just mirroring the same thing. It's so hard to explain. Nike has that's uh, yeah. Nike has some of the best ones. Uh, did that make any sense? What I said? It no. Yeah, because yeah, exactly. I guess do it again. Because yeah. So it's like here's a screen. It's a split screen, and there's a person whatever running, and then. There's a, the, a different the person. Screen, a different person's running, but it's like it perfectly matches up. So the, the, you see the person's foot go past at the same time as yeah, that yeah, yeah. one has gone through, and somehow they've done it for like ten different vignettes of that, and it's, it's just sports, matches perfectly almost. It's it's very well done. Yeah, it's really. And well it's done. not like it's not stuff they've filmed. It's stuff that's already existing. So it's like Venus Williams changing into some other athlete. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, it's very. I think some of well it done. is new though. It could be. Some I think what they was did filmed, was like some was filmed and some was. Uh, that's what I remember at least because some footage looks like it's new. Like they just shot it. It looks like what's it called? Like it was on a Stock broadcast. Footage? A broadcast. Okay. Yeah. Well, they probably tried to match the. Qu- I feel like they shot some new stuff and they tried to match the quality, basically. Maybe. Maybe. But yeah. Uh, but maybe not. But we'll put it in the, the description box and you let us know what you think. That's the whole point of this. Got to yeah, create yeah. stir well, conversation. The fact, like, even if they did shoot it, they made it seem like they didn't shoot it, which makes it a little pretty cool. Yeah. Cooler. Yeah. No, it's pretty cool. No, man, there's some, yeah, I feel like that's on my list, man. Like, in my career, yeah, films, and we're going to make music videos and ads, but I got to make a Nike ad at least once a month. Yeah. Like an I don't even Nike know what ad. the story behind, like, what the actual message behind that ad is. I remember but it, it just It was equality, cool. no? It's equality yeah. and unity, essentially. Unity and equality, because we're all, like, in uh, it together. Yeah. It kind of supports the BLM. I would just, yeah, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. I just wa- saw it, I was like, wow. That's really well done. Cool, really well yeah. done, yeah. So, because you're a creative, right? So you're not looking at it for as a consumer. You're not like, I want to buy Nike now because they're talking about equality. You're yeah, like, like how oh, they the shoot this and edit exactly, this? Exactly, yeah. Consumers are like, that message was dope. I want to represent. I want to, and that's how you like the big brands like Nike, Apple, McDonald's. I should, like, should, I should know that though. If you want to make ads like that, you should yeah, know but, that. Yeah, but you're garbage though. Yeah, that's fair enough. But I'm still learning. I still do baby. <laughs> Okay, that was embarrassing. Let's that was pretty move bad. on. Move on. Move on. No, no, let's, take, let's talk about that for a bit. What the fuck was that? I was just um, learning, trying to be funny. Didn't work. Not really. But um, what was I was gonna say. Oh, I hate myself. <laughs> 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 ah, that's funny. Um, 
Fuck, I was going to say something, and then you said something, you were stupid. Something about Nike ads, you're going to do one when I you Nike grow ad. up. For the spec ads, I want to... <laughs> when I grow up, fucking turning 30 next year. Um, For the spec ads, what I want to do, man, is... um, the, We should create some in the next month, month or two. We're going to do that, but we should f- frame them for, like, the big brands. Like, Nike, McDonald's, and Apple, for example. Make three smaller versions, like a sports-related one, and, and like, a food-related one, and, like, maybe a technology-related one, so that it's, like, kind of in that... Passion one. Passion one, yeah. Uh, Tech might be hard. No. I think so. I think an iPhone ad, we can make a fun, cool one. They're always like white rooms with like a yeah, but phone floating in. And yeah, then but that's them. Splashed that's with them, water. No, we're not copying them. But that's what I'm we're saying. We're doing our own version. We, we could do one where it's like... No, we're it's doing like an iPhone. the exact same. We could do like an iPhone where it's like a guy covering his whole life, his whole day maybe, right? Maybe. Yeah, and that's the ad. And we could just make it cool with music and the type of edits and the magic cuts and shit. And it's like him recording his life of maybe going to his kid's recital or like, you know? Dude, you're in a pitch meeting right now. See? Fucking, that's yeah. literally me in a pitch yeah, meeting. exactly. Like, I'll get that yes. Yeah. Sure, man. Whatever you want. <laughs> it works for me. They may email me later and say no. But in the meeting, I'll get the yes. Yeah, I'll get the yes. I always get the yes. Picture this. <laughs> okay. Um, uh, but yeah, I think we should try that. Um, not for all of them, because I don't think with stuff coming up, we'll probably have time to make two ads, maybe, spec Yeah, ads. well, you want to do something like for food. I really want to do a bigger food brand, brand. But like, again, we don't, have, we don't have the ability to make a Nike ad like how they make it, but we can use creativity to solve those for sure, money for sure. problems. Yeah, 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 yeah. You know? Absolutely. You get it. And then that's what, yeah, no, I get it. Uh, you're just listening to us talk now about, like, our uh, planning our next shit. Yeah, exactly. That should be an episode, just, like, planning, just talking. Like, what do we do about this scene and then that? That'd be kind of interesting. We'll do a storyboard edition. I don't think that would be interesting. Yeah, we'll, we'll find out. We, you never know until you do it. Okay, if you say so. If you say so. Um, yeah. Yeah. I don't know what else, uh, how long has it been? Let's see. An hour and five minutes. Wow. That's my lucky number. No, it's not. <laughs> hour and five. That's not. It's not, man. You have a number? No. You don't have a lucky number? No. It's the thing. I don't like when people ask me, do you have a favorite this, that? I usually don't. But I think it's because you'd like to be cool and you're like, if I say that, then they're going to be like, oh, I'm so cool. But it's also like, there's you're not things cool. when I used to like, really like back then. Now you're and older now I'm and just different. Like, I'm like, that wasn't. Like, that was favorite color. It's dumb. I say blue all the time. And yeah, I grew, I, now that I'm older, like, I'm like. I don't fucking know. <laughs> I'm like, I don't wear like, blue. I wear black the most. Yeah. That's a shade. shade. So, like, what are we really talking about here? Yeah. No, I'm the same way. Like, I, I, I said blue all the time as a kid because I feel like that the boys were supposed to say blue. Mm-hmm. And then now I'm like, I don't fucking wear blue. When's the last time I wore blue? You're right, though. I would I would did try and be different. I was green. You were in growing up? Yeah. Green. green, green. Everyone says blue and green, dude. And then even, like, uh, what number I've always had? I've never, like, I have sports numbers that i use but it's not like a favorite number like what, what was your jersey number uh but it changed as well so yeah it doesn't really matter. so it's not like you got to pick it you're like i want this number you're yeah, like whatever yeah, number yeah. they gave me that's my number yeah now. exactly yeah. no 91 90 uh-huh. you're not 91 though i know but Doug gilmore no but it was like you i saw so in hockey that's what i mostly use that as all the good players have a 90s, nine yeah. a nine in their number so they're either 19 nine 98, 90, 89. Sandin was my number, 13. 13. Yeah, he's pretty good. He's dope. So it was always like fast, skilled players had nine. So I was like, oh, I want to be that, so I'll have that number. I never, yeah, even in baseball, I realized I started liking 25 a lot because all the big hitters like Delgado, Giambi, 
uh, most first basemen that were home run hitters would be 25. And I'm yeah, like, I yeah. want to be that guy. Yeah, exactly. It's like, I don't know how that falls into place. And then mm. basketball is like... It's a big thing in soccer where it's like, this position has this number. Yeah. Because that means that's the good guy in that position. Yeah, 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 yeah. So yeah. there's like a number 10, which is like, I think you're attacking midfielder. There's your number nine, nine which is the striker. 11, Ronaldinho. Like it's like uh, I yeah I don't know that there's like not I don't know the numbers that correlate with the actual positions in but soccer it's very those. I feel like now it, like it's that what you're saying like you're good and stuff but I feel like it was started very basic because I swear they just like number they them. could only get like to seven a certain, nine like, like, like they could only get twenty numbers probably yeah. they're like we're not gonna print up to whatever yeah there's so like you it, take yeah. that I don't like big numbers like ninety and shit and, and hockey well, it's a I thing thought a in lot. hockey yeah. right because like all players like there's no like there's no like Everyone's just all over the place with their numbers. Yeah, but they Actually, go. Actually, like, it's mostly either high or low. Not yeah. Now, really, even. Well, right now, the, everywhere. you know what's in basketball? Is, I don't know if it's a trend. But I know at least at least three players. I have zero as a number. Like Westbrook. I think. Yeah. Isn't that's it Dame new. zero? That's new. Yeah, that's become a thing now. It's like yeah. zero. There's only basketball, though. Dame, Westbrook. I think there's one more. Cantor. Is he? I think he was zero. Ars- uh, no, Gilbert Arenas was Gilbert. zero. Was he zero? Yeah. Gilbert was he nine or something? I don't. I'm not 100 percent sure on that. Lillard and Westbrook right now. Kevin Love, Andre Drummond. Kevin Love was Jason a zero. T- Jason Tatum, yeah. Aaron Gordon, Josh Richardson, Jeff Teague. Gilbert wow. Gilbert Arenas. Jeff Teague was double zero, wasn't he? <laughs> was he? Yeah, I think you're right. That's so interesting. It's so aggressive. Yeah. It's not even a number, man. Yeah, you're right. Uh, arena's a zero. Yep. Okay, sorry. Oopsies. If you if you were, you'd be, you'd be 91 if you were. Like not a, basketball, no. What would you be in basketball? 23. <laughs> too many expectations. No, Way know, too many expectations. I've got no clue. I don't know, number 10 probably. Just a nice little round number. Yeah. When's your birthday? The 10th? 20th. 20th. Pretty ugly number. Dude, don't be fucking rude. Be 02 backwards. Yeah, actually, one time uh, on one of my uh, lacrosse teams in uh, high school, uh, we were all choosing our numbers, and one guy put six down, and he left. And then one of the people <laughs> put a zero in front of it, so when he got his jersey, it says zero six. He goes, what the f- it was like just the weirdest number you could possibly get. And other people have single-digit numbers, yeah, yeah, yeah. but they don't have zero in yeah, front yeah, yeah. of theirs. He ruined them. I know. Yeah, it wasn't he like, was cool. He was different. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, I felt bad about that. I didn't do it, but I felt bad for him. I don't know if anyone's going to listen to this for more than an hour, so maybe we should start wrapping up. Sure, man. I want to see if there's anything specific I maybe missed that I want to talk about. Talk about? It's a walkabout. No, I, mean, I think no, most of yeah. it. Okay. Yeah. No. No. I have fun. Hopefully you did too. See you next time. Yeah, we still don't have a sign off. I think the sign off is gonna be music playing in the background as it finishes. Just sort of like making us like overpowering us. Just start slow and then just build and we're we're talking. And people are gonna be like, "What did they say after?" And then they have to listen next time because then we drop it in the beginning what we said last time at the end. It's like you have to watch the next episode to find out if we swore. If we swore. <laughs> okay. Maybe like 12-year-old listeners. Like, yeah, exactly. okay, did this is the P yeah, word? Yeah, I should have swear. Did this is the F word? Okay. Um, all right, so we're going to wrap this episode up. I don't know what the title is, but we're going to find something for the title when we listen back to it. That was just something we said in the... Creative control. Something okay, cool. we said in the... Ad-libs. That's the name of this podcast. Ad-libs. A deal doesn't know how to get creative control? <gasps>
Yeah. <laughs> you mean like a, yeah. what's it called? The clickbait? Yeah. It's like the picture's like. Yeah, exactly. And <laughs> capitals, all capitals. Uh-huh. A deal doesn't have creative control. Oh, I gotta watch this episode. Yeah. And there's like only one mention of it in the whole fucking episode. <laughs> <laughs> all right, uh, on that note. Deal's lost his creative How did a deal lose his creative control? Yeah. Okay, you got what I'm saying. <laughs> yeah. I want to call this episode AdLibs, but uh, yeah. All right. Okay. And then you know how we usually end it. Peace. Bye. Bye.